welcome to another edition of the Forkstown Podcast. Your one-stop shop for anything and everything surrounding the Seattle Mariners baseball team. My name is Rick Clark, and with me, as always, the guy that should have dressed up as Joe Vandal at least once, Mr. Bo Chisholm. Bo, how are you doing today? Mr. Clark, doing uh, doing rather well. The offseason has begun, and um, yeah, the, the Mariner transactions are starting to trickle in. I'm doing very well. How are you doing? Uh, I'm doing, I'm doing fairly well, fairly well. Uh, I don't like the outcome of the world series. That's for sure. Um, heavy, heavily leaning in towards the D backs. And, uh, you know, I always talk about you jinxing them and I think I jinxed them this, this time around. I think that was on me. Did you just take responsibility? Did you just accept that it was I, your fault? I know it's, I know it's a novel concept. Mm. I know. But uh, I'll take I'll take responsibility for this one because I felt like I said there's just no way that Rangers are going to keep up, and then the Texas Rangers turned that whole series into just a a big old cluster. So um, yeah, just not great, not great on my part. But uh, did you catch any of the games uh, after we shot last week? Yeah, I feel like I watched, you know, had it going on in the background or on my phone while I was doing something else at some point. So, um, yeah, certainly caught the uh, caught the end of it. The Rangers bullpen seemed to have held it together, and um, you know their offense continued to do what it did. So, um, yeah, not the outcome I think we probably wanted. Um, and I think there's a whole lot of other thoughts we probably have as Mariner fans on the Rangers winning it. Um, but uh, yeah, it's. Uh, it's okay. It's okay. I think the, I think the Diamondbacks will be back in the future. Um, I think they'll get back to it at some point, and hopefully the Mariners eclipse the Rangers next year. But yeah, I don't know. It's it's a tough one to swallow right now. I got I got two people con- to commend after uh, the series ended. One of them being Tori Lovello, the uh, Diamondbacks uh, manager. Uh, I don't know if you saw the press conference after the World Series ended. Um, but he was he was pretty emotional, and he took a lot of the responsibility, you know, for not having the guys ready and not making the right moves. And you know, I I I just kind of like when the manager takes responsibility. It's not all on him, you know. It, it's partially on the the team to come out and play well. You know, the pitchers need to come out and execute, and the defense has got to be solid, and the offense has got to come out and get some runs for the for the pitching staff. And it just didn't happen. And, uh, but it, it was kind of, it's kind of wild to see Tori Lavello just to come out and say, yeah, this, this is a lot on me, you know, kind of fighting back tears. So, um, yeah, I suspect they'll be back in the future. And then the second person is, is John Smoltz because, uh, I really feel like he was trying to will the Diamondbacks into winning, you know, if there was ever a quote unquote script, you know, for, for MLB, I feel like John Smoltz would have had the Diamondbacks winning it because, uh. Man, he just talked them up the whole series, <laughs> even when they were down 10-1, you know, just, oh, these guys are such a resilient team, and just, it's like, John, man, they're not going to win this as much as you want it to happen. <laughs> yeah, I don't know about, I don't know about John. I feel like John's kind of maybe lost a step in the booth, but um, yeah, it ended up the way it did. But I think on your note for, for Tori, he, I think he just got extended too, so, um, you know, good on uh good on him for you know getting the team there and getting himself an extension so uh, hopefully Cattell and paul will you know get some uh get a ring in the future yep yeah i don't know i i, I don't know 
I wouldn't say he was necessarily at, at uh, outmatched, but uh, there's a reason Bruce Bochy has now got four World Series rings with four different teams. I think that's what it is. I think it's. I think. Right, I think it's. I think it's three with three. Right. Three. Three with. Uh, no, four with three. He's got four World Series rings. Right. Well, sorry, with three different teams. Yes. Yeah, Giants, Rangers. Who was the other one? It wasn't the Padres? He went to the World Series with the Padres. It was. Oh man. I am. Uh, I'm terrible right now, trying to think about this. I see your I see your research fingers. Uh, work, so. Sorry, I think he, I think he went to to the World Series with the Padres, right? He did in ninety eight. Right. Yeah. Yep. So it's he he's been there with three different teams. Yes. Oh, with three different. Okay, that makes sense. That makes sense. So. Hmm. Yeah, and then three of those World Series came with the Giants. So, uh, those rings, I should say. So he's got four now, but. Um, you know, kind of, kind of cool to see him get a fourth ring, even though he was with the Rangers and, uh, Corey Seager is now, I think they said the second person ever, um, to win world series MVP with two different teams. The other being Reggie Jackson. Um, you can add that to the potential, uh, hall of fame, you know, consideration numbers, um, you know, being in good company there with the whole. Reggie Jackson. So, um, yeah, before we get into everything else, though, guys, thank you for coming back and taking time to listen to another edition of the Forks Down podcast. That's, of course, if you're a returning listener. Welcome back. If you're a first-time listener, hey, thanks for choosing Forks Down, and hopefully uh, we're your new home for Mariners baseball talk, not only in the postseason, but when the regular season comes back around next March, April. So, um, you know, we'll be doing this. We'll, we'll be taking a break soon. Um, Bo's got some... Uh, exciting stuff coming up so we'll be taking a break soon but um we'll be back in full force uh i would say if not by the end of january the start of february just to, um you know start getting into uh what the uh mariners are going to do this next season so if you haven't already go hit up our social media pages you can find us on facebook find us on instagram and find us on threads by searching forks down podcast you can also hit like and subscribe on your podcast listening app. You'll get notified when we drop new episodes on Tuesday. And, uh, you know, you can rate us five stars if you want. If you like us that much, um, you know, give us a five stars. It'll help get us up the charts, get us more quote-unquote Spotify impressions. So, um, you know, you help us out there. We'll help you out by getting you the best Mariners content, hopefully, on whatever listening app you are using. So, Bo, you you, you kind of said it at the start of the show. Um, you know, a lot of uh, a lot of transactions kind of happen, and a lot of obviously not some big free free agent names or big trades coming through yet. Um, but we've got a lot of movement. Um, you know, Mariners getting ready, uh, kind of towards the Rule Five drafts, so they're going to have to start protecting players that are eligible for that on their forty man roster. We've seen a couple trades. We've seen some guys outrighted to minors. Why don't you give us a rundown and all the all the happenings in the Mariners organization so far? Uh, sure thing. So I think we can cover the you know the outriding to the Mariners that happened with Ryder Ryan um, today on Monday when we're recording. Um, in addition to that, Luis Torrens was outrighted to the Miners. Um, you know, both can elect to be you know 
minor league free agents. Um, I think believe that already happened with Terenz as well. Um, Easton McGee was outrighted to the minors as well as Adam Aller. Um, you know, just kind of procedural things, kind of moving these guys off the 40 man. Um, and, you know, I think in Easton McGee's case, he's still on the IL. So they kind of hit the period where um, they needed to do that. But that was also the case with Penn Murphy. Um, but Penn Murphy was uh, was picked up by, on waivers by the Mets. So, um, you know, kind of our one of our firemen, especially in the 2022 season, is uh, no longer with us. So um, sucks to kind of see Penn Murphy go. But um, that just kind of I feel like the Mariners kind of got on the other end of this receiving like pitching relief end this time around with losing Penn Murphy. But um, so Penn Murphy is going off to the Mets and then. Just a couple other, uh, we do have some trades that did end up occurring over the last week. It's feel like it's been a busy week, but, um, you know, nothing to, I would say, um, over the top here, but, um, the first one was Riley O'Brien was traded to the Cardinals very recently for cash. Um, and then today as well, Tatum Levins was traded to the Rays for Blake Hunt, um, kind of in a catcher swap there. Um, Tatum Levins was an eighth round pick, um, in the 2022 draft. Uh, I think the Rays are just trying to, um, they're just trying to, you know, fish for maybe something here. Tatum Levins had a pretty good season actually down actually in California. He hit 286, 358, 476 slug, um, did hit nine home runs. Um, you know, looked pretty good for the most part, right? Still just obviously very young and, oh, well, sorry, is a, a lower level it is, but is 24 years old. So, you know, the projection's a little tougher for him. So I can see why the Mariners maybe wanted to move him as well as maybe the Rays wanted him. So um, the return on Tatum Levins is Blake Hunt. Um, he was a higher round draft pick in 2017 um, in the second round in the competitive balance um, section of that draft. Um he moved from San Diego to Tampa Bay in the Blake Snell deal back in the back in the day, um, but he hasn't really made his major league debut yet. Um, but from all accounts, it sounds like um, he is going to compete for the backup uh, catcher position, which sounds like um, the way I interpret that is you know it doesn't sound like Tom Murphy's probably in the cards right now, which um, not surprising. Um, but uh, yeah, so Blake Hunt will be, you know, um, competing for that backup spot behind Cal Raleigh, and we'll see who else they want to add to that mix going forward. Um, and then I think the you want you want to call it the big trade. It was the Mariners acquiring um, Cody Bolton from the uh, <clears throat> from the Pirates um, for cash considerations. Um, feel like this was a very just very Jerry move, right? We've seen you know them in the past. They think they made a similar trade for Easton McGee, I think, last year to kind of get him. Um, very similar to trades that they've made in the past to kind of get guys, um, especially in the relief side of things. Um, the Mariners have had success in these situations, uh, Paul Sewell being the most notable one. Um, so a lot of little moves, um, you know, hopeful that, you know, Cody Bolton can, you know, stick around and be a contributing member of the bullpen. Um, and we'll see what kind of other things we got in store for Blake Hunt and team, but, um, all those sort of player moves. And then I think there was some other news that came out very recently not sure how it affects the um bullpen but steven vote was um uh, signed on as the new guardians manager so steven vote kind of moving out of the bullpen um coaching there onto the guardians so a lot of moves for the mariners um anything there rick you know pokes your interest anything that um sticks out to you with everything that went on here this last week 
Well, I'm kind of hoping Easton McGee doesn't get the Pin Murphy treatment and gets claimed by someone. Um, I still want to see what he has at the major league level when he gets healthy. Um, but I see why they did it. Obviously, they needed that 40-man spot for you know, someone that uh, is going to be eligible and needs to be protected in the 40-man. Um, I don't think he answered this, but Cody Bolton, does he got a, did he's got a slider or a sweeper? Uh, Cody Bolton has a slider. Cody Bolton has a slider. Nope. So, yep. where, where have we heard that one before? So, yep. um, you know, interest to see what Cody, Cody Bolton, um, you know, brings to the table. He certainly could, you know, I, I haven't ever seen him, but he certainly could turn into a, uh, you know, Trevor got a, um, why is his name blanking? Our, our other bullpen piece that did very well this season. Bo, help Gabe me Spire. out. Gabe Spire. Gabe Spire. Go Gabe Spire, but, but the other one too. For, uh, Justin Topa. Um, there it is, Justin Topa. Oh, boy. That one was uh, that one was not coming off the brain. He certainly can turn into one of those guys, or he could turn into a J.B. Bukakis and not be on the roster by opening day. So we'll see what happens. Um, Ryder Ryan procedural, um, Luis Torrens. I hope, uh, I hope clutch is back, um, next season p- competing for that backup catcher role. Um, I, I know Bo loves his middle name, so, um, you know, I hope we keep him and then out him all, all our <clears throat> came over from the A's last season. Uh, you know, they weren't great. Uh, we'll see what happens if he, if he sticks on or if he goes elsewhere. So. And then, uh, yeah, I think the biggest news was the C- the Stephen Vogue uh, going to the Guardians as their new manager. Um, I was reading trade rumors when that happened, and uh, there was a lot of mixed opinions. Um, you know, the uh, c- certain fans were going, you know, we're we're used to bringing in proven uh, managers to take over, so getting a first year one is kind of wild. And then I saw uh, kind of the Opposite of that, where they're like, a first-year manager would probably be good. He's got a very good media presence. Um, <clears throat> not only was a catcher, and he knows probably how to work with the pitching staff, you know, and and all that stuff, but he uh, he played a lot of other positions. Not wouldn't call him necessarily a um, a utility player by any stretch of the imagination, but um, you know, he did get some time, uh, you know, in left with Oakland and and at first and stuff like that. So. Um, oh, I think it's going to be a pretty good pickup for the guardians and, you know, I wouldn't be too surprised, you know, if they make a couple signings too, and they can get that, that ship turned around a little bit. I feel like the AL central is very open. Um, you know, the twins came out of the central and they weren't, you know, if, if the Mariners were in the central, they would have, uh, picked up a division title there. So, um, you know, just tells you kind of how wide open, the central is so i'll be interested I'll, I'll probably be catching a little bit of the guardians games you know i know you like steven kwan um you know so i'll probably watch him too uh but uh and the other manager news you didn't need you know it doesn't relate to the mariners craig council um went to the cubs which is interesting to me um a lot of people are like well what happened to david ross because there was no announcement of him being fired and then it came out after Craig Council was announced that they had moved on from David Ross. So Cubs making moves in the NL Central, but um, yeah, just just a lot of a lot of stuff going on at the start of this free agency period. Um, and and the other one that I can think of that wasn't noted 
and you sent it over to me about an hour ago via text message from Trade Rumors. Teo did not get a qualifying offer. Um, I don't know. They have him ranked as the 12th best prospect on Trade Rumors. It's going to be really interesting to see what happens with Teo. Yeah, I guess, yeah, good call on that. Um, didn't get that one on there, but um, I think it's all very relevant to the free agent talk that we're going to have today. But um, yeah, I guess the the way I kind of thought about the Teo stuff was I was, I, I, I felt like such a, almost like a coin flip, whether or not they should have given it. Like, yes, maybe no, like, I don't know. It's, it kind of feels a little complicated. Um, like, it makes sense, but it doesn't make sense. Um, you know, I don't know how, I don't know what your feelings on it are. Like I'm going through trade rumors here and they have four years, $80 million right now. That would have been roughly, you know, what the, what the, uh, um, <clears throat> qualifying offer was, but obviously I think hit the deal that he would have gotten from somebody else would have been less than four years, $80 million. So it's a complicated one. Um, but I think the, I think it just signals that the Mariners, you know, if, I think the mayors looked at the upside maybe of like seeing the $20 million that they could save potentially out of it. They had to go sign somebody else, but um, yeah, I don't know. Kind of were you, well, yeah. What were your thoughts on the whole, should they have given it? Shouldn't they have given it? What are your thoughts? I think by the end, I think we had this discussion last week or um, I thought it was on the show. It was in the last couple of weeks, you know, if we should entertain a qualified offer. I think after that conversation, I was pretty stuck on, we shouldn't. Because I don't feel like the production we got this season warranted, whatever, the $20 million it would have been for one year. And honestly, you know, I, I sometimes Trade Rumors has their projections right. Sometimes they don't. And I feel like Teo is a very big candidate to get like a, kind of like a Cody Bellinger deal, you know, from this last season. Where teams are not going to want to commit four years, $80 million. They're not going to get anywhere close to that price tag. And he's going to be stuck in a situation where he's probably going to have to take a one-year deal. You know, I could see it kind of, again, like the Bellinger situation being like a $7.5, $8 million deal. But I I feel like if we would have offered him that qualifying offer, he would have took it. I, I don't feel like there's any way he would have commanded that on the market. I mean, yes, he was a big part of the offense. Um, you know, at least through August, you know, had a rough start. Um, to the year and then had a rough September, but um, you know, he's a big part of the offense and I'm sure he's going to turn it around, but you know um, I'm sure there's some teams out there that are going to look at it and go, he's probably declining, you know, which probably isn't fair to him. You know, Mer the T-Mobile park probably factored in more to, you know, what happened to him than, than other players. But um, yeah, I just don't, I don't feel like he's going to get, close to what the projections say on there. I think we dodged a bullet. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, yeah, I probably agree with you. I think, I, yeah, the way I'm trying to think of it is like, yeah, if, if he doesn't accept, right. Or if he, if, you know, I think there's an upside of like $20 million that you were probably going to spend on a player. Maybe that you can probably go allocate that someplace else. So that's kind of the upside that, um, if you're looking at it, if you believe the Mariners are going to sign a free agent this off season. So, and I also think of it like, there was only seven of them that received qualifying offers. And when you look at the seven, I don't think that Tay Oscar's really at the same value level as almost all the others get those guys. So I'm ultimately not surprised that um, we didn't extend it. Yep. I honestly say the only one that he's value wise is probably Matt Chapman. 
<laughs> like maybe. Um, maybe, maybe yeah maybe yeah maybe but like right. you know Jorge Soler was on the list of maybe could getting it um he didn't get it uh you know JD Martinez um a couple other ones as well but Reese Hoskins you know maybe those guys are the same like general you know same value wise so not surprised that he didn't get it yeah yeah, yeah. well you know with him not getting it and and the Trade rumors putting out the top 50 prospects with predictions. This is who they have pegged going to the Mariners. Um, Tim Anderson pegged, you know, I think two thirds of them picked because it was three guys picking. So I think two thirds of them picked Tom, uh, Timmy, Jim Anderson coming to the Mariners. Um, JD Martinez, all three of them were split on where he was going, but um, one of them did say the Mariners. So he, they think JD is going to come out and, and be the DH of the, of the potential next season future. I wouldn't say DH of the future. Cause he's getting a little old there, but could be a DH option. And then uh, I think the big one here that I've heard pick up some steam, even before the world series, um, some rumors, uh, Lordy's Lurdy's Goriel jr. Um, that could be an intriguing name. You know, it was an all-star last year for the diamondbacks and, uh, you know, played a big part in getting them to the World Series. Um, out of the three, I, I feel like Gurriel could be the uh, the one out of those three to come to the Mariners. Um, potentially, I think. Um, when I so like I try to when I when I look at free agents, right? I, I try to look at them like in an aggregate, like free agent predictions and rankings and all that. And when I go to like, obviously, there's trade rumors, and the th- trade rumors has you know Tay Oscar and. Lord's going to yell pretty close there. Um, when I go to like the athletic, they have Lords and uh, Tay Oscar and Jorge Soler very closely. And then on the athletic, they like, um, they also have Lords as a good fit for Seattle. And they also have Jorge Soler there. So, you know, I think probably somebody within that group, right? Somebody that's maybe already at that Tay Oscar value level as it's seen through, you know, the athletic and a couple other places probably makes sense for the Mariners, but um, <clears throat> yeah, I don't know. I don't quite know how Lords fits to this Mariner team. Like, uh, yes, you know, had a, you know had a pretty good season for the most part, and it'd be an All Star. But um, yeah, I don't know. It seems like uh, where would you where, where would you play Lords? Is, is, is he fill your kind of your corner outfield slot? Where would you go? Yeah, yeah, I'd put him in left field. Played a lot of left field for. Um, the Diamondbacks, I think you play him in, in left and you slot Kalnick over and right. I feel like that would be best case situation. Um, he might be able to play right. Maybe you flip him, but um, I know he played a lot of left for the Diamondbacks. So left field is where I would peg him. Gotcha. gotcha. Okay. Okay. So, and I like, you brought up Jorge Soler and I was kind of talking to you about this before we started cheating, but I know, Solaire would bat like 190 in a Mariners uniform. Like that's a classic case of another power bat coming and just not doing well. But I want I want the the moonshots to come to Seattle. That guy is powerful. And I think it would be fun to see him trying to tee off over the roof in left field. So Yeah, I mean let's dive into it, right? Like um, you know, if we're talking about free agent targets, like um you know, it sounds like Lords is probably up there for you. I think you like Lords. I think 
for me, if I'm looking at the list and, um, you know, we can, we'll talk about some other names that are on there that, you know, we'd love to see in a Mariner uniform. But um, I think from a realistic standpoint of what the team needs and knowing what we know about um, ownership and how much money we're able to spend and, you know, how much Jerry is willing to, you know, go after free agents. Like, I feel like Jorge Soler is very realistic on that list, right? Um, what I think about, I let me ask you this, right? Like, who would you say is the best free agent hitter the Mariners have had over the last ten years, right? Who who would you who would you peg that as? Uh, realistic answer would probably be Robbie Cano. Um, special shout out to Nelly Cruz because. Nelly Cruz, by the way, just retired, just announced his retirement, but, um, Nelly Cruz coming in and, you know, being well past the age of 30 and, and bumping 40 home runs in, in T-Mobile park was pretty cool to see, but I'd probably pick one of those two to be quite honest with you. Gotcha. So like, I, uh, no, I agree. I think I'm going to, from a, from a full like player standpoint, like a full value standpoint, I think it's probably Robinson Cano. Cause I think he played, you know, he played a competent second base while I was here and had a, you know, a couple good seasons, but like, I think from an offensive standpoint, mm-hmm. I think Nelson Cruz is the best free agent signing we've had. Right. So like if I'm, if I'm just looking at, you know, these free agent challenges and see these other guys that have come to Seattle this last year and a couple of years before that just seemed like they've struggled. Like Nelson Cruz is the guy that I'm like, yeah, he succeeded in a Mary uniform, right? Like, maybe I want somebody else that's mm-hmm. like him. And honestly, he's a free swinger and he's going to, he's probably not that batting average is probably going to dip when he comes to T-Mobile park. But, um, you know, if Torres Soler bats two thirty, two forty, and hits us 35 home runs, 36 home runs, like sign me up. Like I'm all for it, man. So, um, you know, I think the, I think if, if a Jorge Soler contract right now pegs him right around three, like the athletic, I've had him at three years, 45 million, like, I feel like that $15 million a year for three years is pretty manageable, right? Like that's not going to be an albatross for you to really swallow. And even if it is, you know, it's, it's, it's over before, you know, um, certain guys that you might want to resign are um, looking to, you know, get their own like higher payer extension contracts. So I don't know. I feel like Jorge Soler is pretty realistic option. Yeah. Yeah. And he's going to, as much as I love to say he'd be the most realistic realistic option and probably one of my top free agents I would want to get, he's going to get a lot of uh, a lot of attention. You know, um, the Braves. I've heard the Braves want to certainly bring him back. You know, with the Braves, um, you know, getting Eddie Rosario out of there. You know, big twenty twenty one World Series hero. Um, I, I certainly think they probably want Soler back, um, and I and I'm sure there's other teams. The Angels, I mean, what are they going to do if Otani leaves? You know, maybe uh, maybe they put, bring him in to play some DH. So I think Soler is a very, very realistic option for a lot of teams, and they would not be uh, disappointed with bringing in his power, you know. So, um, yeah, it's just going to be interesting to see with him. You're gonna, I keep seeing that, like, every episode. It's going to be interesting. That's certainly one. I, I just, I'm so intrigued sometimes when it comes to free agency because it's like, you know, some of these, I would say probably like 20% of those predictions are probably spot on in trade rumors, but I would say 80% come out of nowhere. <laughs> like, Yeah, no, I think that's, I think that's fair, right? Like, uh, 
we don't we don't know a lot that goes on behind the scenes and where guys want to go to and if somebody's the right fit and you know what you know the agents are talking to other teams about so those can change all the time right so um and i think speaking of which right this week is also the uh the gm meetings so there's a lot um you know conversations i think going on behind closed doors that you know could surprise a lot of people so in addition to other trades that might as well go on so um where are they holding the gm meetings at do you know um i do not know i feel like it's usually either nashville las vegas or somewhere else but um, i do not know where the gm meetings are i can give it a quick google search but what does, does that matter does that does that impact i'm just surprised you're not there you know i feel like that's a typical baseball fan would not want to go to the gm meetings but i feel like you're one of those weird ones they'd be like oh heck yeah let's go to the gm meetings the GM meetings I heard are uh, more fun because guy, well, fun for the baseball ops people because they're out and about, but the winter meetings are a hot mess because they're all in their hotel rooms. So, um, so there you go. Yeah. Um, but anyways, um, all right. So, I mean, outside of Jorge Soler, um, you know, I'll run through some of these other names here. You tell me, you tell me your level of interest here. Game on, you tell me your level of interest uh, on it. Tell- yeah. Tell me, do you want to like a one to five scale, one to 10 scale? What what kind of scale? Uh, one you to want one to on five interest? in terms of like spiciness, like hot. The five is five okay. is good, right? Okay. Um, let's walk. Let's walk okay. through some hitters first. Let's go to well. We'll skip the we'll skip the big guy at top. Um, now just just to say it, just say it, just say <laughs> um, it. I will okay. I will entertain. I will entertain this for just a couple minutes, just so we can have some fun with it. So, um, Shohei Otani, what is your interest? Five, five, <laughs> five, um, five. Quick five. We're gonna start off hot five. five. Okay. Um, okay. If that's all the talk you want, then we could we could keep okay. going. But okay. Okay. Five. five. Um, how about uh, Brandon Belt? Uh two. Um, Jaimer Candy. Can- Can- Jaimer Candelario. But before we go to JMR mm-hmm. there, uh, I don't think Brandon Belt his game would transition to T-Mobile well. I don't know. Not uh, saying one for him, but definitely not saying anything more than a two. So. Okay. Um, Candelario, uh, not a big need. I'd probably go two on him. Too. Okay. How about a, a little bit of a black box here, but let's go with Jung Ho Lee. Four. Four. Okay. Um, and uh, then we'll, 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 we'll double click into these guys after we're done through here, but let's say Whit Merrifield. Three. He could play both corner outfield spots, probably play some infield if we needed a second baseman, but, uh, he should have been a Mariner like three years ago. So. Um, how about Tim Anderson? I'll give, I'll give him a three. Uh, the, the problem I have with Timmy Jim is I think he could turn his bat around. I've always kind of been a Timmy Jim fan. Shout out Cody Essman. Uh, we always, we're always asking him what it would take to, t- to get Timmy Jim. Um, you know, I think it's significantly decreased and now he's a free agent. Um, but, uh, where does he play? He doesn't play at shortstop on the Mariners. That's JP's position. Can he play a competent second baseman? We saw it in the, uh, in the world baseball classic, but I don't know. Intriguing, uh, wouldn't be a top priority. Um, let's go to, uh, let's go to Jock Peterson. What's your level of interest on Jock? I I'd give him a four right below Jorge Soler. Because the moonshots that he would bring would be fun. <laughs> Actually, if I said <clears throat> Jorge Soler was batting 190 in a Mariners uniform, 
feel like Jock would be like 180, 175. <laughs> yeah, Jock would be Jock would have a rough go of things. Um, all right, and then uh, I think just to note, um, you know, uh, Joey Votto just had his um, option decline against the Reds. Any any thought of bringing Joey Votto in on a you know first base DH cut deal? He's going to Toronto, so no. Okay, and then he he loves Toronto. He I think he's been pining to go to Toronto since like two years ago. So if Toronto doesn't get him, then I don't know what's happening. We're going to be in the twilight zone if he doesn't go to Toronto. Okay. So. And then we'll wrap it up with somebody else here. We'll go with Reese Hoskins. What's your, what's your uh, Reese Hoskins? Uh, three, three with him too, because he's, he's a very intriguing power option. Uh, Citizen Bank's, Citizens Bank Park, like every other park, was uh, more in tune for him as a hitter. Um, <clears throat> so who knows how well his game would translate. Um, would he be an upgrade over Ty France, though? Kind of leaning on it. Kind of leaning on it. Yeah, I think that's kind of where so. I'm going with. So, like, you know, with Brandon Bell, with, um, you know, Jaimer, potentially Jaimer Candelario, um, but certainly with uh, Joey Votto or Reese Hoskins, like, yeah, I think I think, the, I think the question is, you know, is Ty France even on this team come opening day, and like, do we try to fill the hole? And I, I don't I don't know if either, I don't know if none of these like I don't know if Brandon Belt's like that much better than Ty France. Like, I think Brandon Belt, I think as the numbers probably looked look better than Ty France, but like, I I don't I don't know I don't know right. Um, I think we probably want to move on from Ty France, but I don't know if free agency is the right, the right hole to fill that with, I guess if I'm, I think from, I think from, I think from where, from the, from the guys that are on there, unless we're talking about Cody Bellinger, right? Um, Like, I don't really know if, you know, Jaimer Candelario, I do like the fact that he also plays third, um, but I just don't know how realistic that is. I think um, on the Mariner side of things to, to go after kind of a guy like that. Can, can you throw Cody Bellinger at me real quickly before we get out of the game? Sure. Well, let's go with Cody Bellinger. Uh, personally, five. Personally. Realistically, team-based. Probably two, just because he's going to command a very big number. And I, of all the free agents that <clears throat> are out there, like I feel like he would be the one that would go to the Yankees. Hmm. Uh, that left... That right field porch, you know, him batting left just probably looks real tasty for him out there. He's I mean, he's either one that's going to go and hit 40 home runs there, or he's going to be one that goes and can't handle New, New York. So uh, I think he's going to, to the Yankees. But personally, I would want him to come to the Mariners just because I like Cody Bellinger. So. I think there's a lot of personals we would all like on this list, but um, okay. Yeah. Well, um, so I think that might be on the hitter side. I don't know if there's anybody else I left off there. you kind of want to talk about, but um, I did have Tom Murphy on here, but I think that um, I think with Blake Hunt and I think it's becoming maybe apparent that the Mariners are likely going to try a different route of backup catcher there. So um, anybody else on the offensive side that, you know, we want to talk about before we dive into some pitchers. Uh, just the ones that we talked about earlier, JD Martinez would probably get a two from me. Uh, don't, I keep asking every year how much he's got left in the tank and Guriel would be, uh, a strong four, possibly a five strong four at least. Got it. Okay. 
All right. Um, well, let's uh, let's just run through some pictures here. Um, and uh, we gonna start. We gonna start with Otani again. <laughs> since we're starting pitchers, hit me with Otani again. <laughs> uh, Shohei Otani as a pitcher. Five. Five. Quick five on the okay. pitchers. Yeah, there we go. Good, good, good talk. Good talk. <laughs> uh, but um, yeah, I think maybe to start this off with, right, is I, I, I do kind of feel like these starting pitchers, they're a little dependent upon maybe what we want to do with on the trade market, if that makes sense. Like, I kind of feel like if, yes, if we move, if we, if we move, you know, Bryce Miller or um, Brian Wu or even Logan Gilbert, then yes, Blake Snell becomes more of an option. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Do you think Blake Snell is an option regardless of that? Should Blake Snell be on the, be on the list um, for targets this off season? I think he should be on the list. I would personally probably put him as a, of lower four high three category there. Um, again, very dependent on what's happening. Uh, and I would consider him if he takes a little bit of a discount from his project projections, I just don't feel like we should have another pitcher wrapped up in a hundred million plus dollar contract. I think some of that should probably, you know, go to Kirby or Gilbert if we keep him, you know, um, instead of wrapping it up in a uh, big free agent like Blake Snell. But, um, you know, he has, he's, he's a Seattle guy, you know, and, and I think we could get him at a little bit more of a discount than other guys. And it makes sense again, Maybe even if we don't trade a pitcher, like it would make sense because how good of a starting rotation would we have if we had, you know, Luis Snell, uh, Kirby, Gilbert, and then Ray when he comes back coming out of the fifth slot? Like, I don't know. That'd be a scary rotation. But, uh, you know, again, you, like you said, it's probably going to be dependent on what happens on that trade market. Right, right. And... Yeah, I think it's all going to be dependent upon that, which makes me think that maybe Jerry and team work a little faster, kind of what they did last year when they traded for Teoscar pretty early is just to kind of see what the market looked like out there. Um, and um, but it's a tough one. It's tough for me to get to Blake Snell um, just because I think he's going to I think he's going to command. I think there's a lot of teams that are going to be looking for pitching this offseason. Um Mm-hmm. And I think Blake Snell's gonna get. I think Blake Snell's gonna get the bag. That's I guess that's what I'm gonna say. So um, he's gonna get that Carlos Rondon situation bag. So yeah. So and then probably get hurt like Rondon did. So yeah. Well, well, we'll see. But uh, and then um, I guess a couple other lists here. You know, I've only I've only got a couple of names here because I didn't really think that you know starting pitcher was a, a primary fill for us. There's a couple, probably a couple other names down on the list that I think we'll probably talk about. Um, in the coming weeks, but I've got, you know, Sonny Gray on here. What's your, what's your feeling on Sonny Gray? Mm, two. He's a good pitcher and I'm sure he would have success in a Mariners uniform, but I feel the only starting pitcher we're going to go after is Snell. Um, you know, if, if the trade rumors come to light, you know, with everyone else, but I would say a two, I wouldn't put him necessarily in a one situation because every team can use pitching. Um, I'd be really interested to see. I know some of the some of the relievers on the market, um, and you don't have them on this list. You know, a, a role of Chapman, a Josh Hader. I feel like the Mariners, you know, especially like a Josh Hader, should probably take a look at. Um, but uh, yeah, pitching wise, I'm not so worried. I, I want 
we need offense this season or this next season. So uh, really heavy on the offensive side of things. Yeah, I think if the Mariners are going to isolate their, you know, focus, it should certainly be on um, a corner outfield spot and then, uh, you know, an infield, infielder of some sort there. Um, but yeah, I think there's a couple names probably you want to have there maybe at the, you know, you give them a chance um, just in the event, you know, Marco's not ready or, um, you know, certainly Robbie Ray's not going to be ready for a long time. So um yeah i don't know there's a couple of names out there you know just kind of throwing them i don't really know if they're great fits for the mariners but i've heard you know hunjin reuse out there as a left-hander um <clears throat> there's a couple other ones in terms of like kenta maeda um charlie morton's a name um again not sure if they're great fits for the mariners but um could see something smaller that the mariners try to do if um yeah, if they if they decide to move on from a pitcher, trying to bring somebody else in at least to fill up um, the back end of the rotation until at least Robbie Ray is ready to go sometime in the middle of next year. Screw it. Let's let's just let's just go sign Yoshin. Uh, what's the name? Y- Yamamoto Yoshinobu. Y- Yamamoto, Yamamoto. Yamamoto. Yep. Yamamoto. Yep. Yep. We should go sign him. Keep him from the Yankees. The Yankees don't need another starting pitcher. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I don't know. It's it's tough with these a lot of these guys. I could see I could see Boston or the Mets getting involved, but I don't think don't think it's going to be in the cards for the Mariners. I think this year. So, <laughs> when did Murakami is going to get posted next season? Right, Murakami should be posted next season, and and um, yeah, I think you know on the Murakami front, I think there's a realist. I think there's a real chance of Murakami maybe making the jump. And especially given the Mariners at that time, we don't know what the first base and third base landscape for the Mariners is going to really be like, but um, I think Murakami could fill that hole really well. So um, probably a conversation for another time once we get a little further on into the next year. But I think Murakami is, I think you're, you're, you're ahead of, you're ahead of your curve here, Rick. I think it's a good call out. Yep. Here we go. Bear with me on this. Get ready. This season, okay, we get Shohei. Next season, we get Murakami. And even then, you know, if we get those two guys, Bo, I'll let you go let Mariners management go trade Logan Gilbert for Lars Newbar. And a bunch of prospects. But I never said. Let's just I never team, said. I never said Japan. to trade Logan Gilbert for Lars Newbar. I said if you could get Lars Newbar plus a lot of other pieces and the top of that, then yes, then maybe we could entertain it. That's what I said. Let's correct the record here. Don't you be exaggerating my words. I don't know. I don't know. You're really you're really hot on those uh, Cardinals prospects, which uh, I am not. So maybe a Lars Newbar Jordan Walker. There we go. There you go. There you go. But that's all con- me liking that is all contingent on us going to get Shohei this year and Murakami next year. <laughs> it's a lot of contingencies. <laughs> a lot of things that aren't going to happen. Sorry, I got new bad, bad news <laughs> yep. for you. But um, <laughs> I guess on that note, like, um, I mean, we can talk about it for a couple minutes here. But like, um, <clears throat> I, 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 how do you feel about? Like the Mariners, I, I, there, I feel like there's going to be no, I feel like all sorts of talk about Otani has, no, there's been nothing related to the Mariners whatsoever. Though the athletic does have the Mariners as the best fits for one of the best fits for Otani on their list. But um, I don't know. I just kind of feel like I've, I've lived through Mariner baseball and the free agency, you know, spin that has been the Mariner baseball those last couple of years. And yes, we've surprised people in the past with Robinson Cano, but um 
yeah, it just never felt it just never felt super realistic to me that we were going to get Shohei Otani or that we were even going to make a effort at him. And maybe that's the wrong attitude to have, but um, yeah, I don't know. How do you feel about it? If and, we sign, yeah. if we sign Otani, do we get his translator too? I I think those. Yeah, I, I don't know. I I mean, we would have to pay for the translator too. So it'd be like. 50 million a year for Otani and probably about a milli for, for the translator. Right. Right. It was Kevin Mather that didn't like playing the translator though. Correct. Right. Is that, is that, is that, is that the yeah, case? Yeah. Yeah. Isn't that, isn't that the reason why Aokuma was not part of the, the coaching My, staff or not even the coaching staff, yeah, but like minor league coaching staff. I can't remember. I don't know. Cause you didn't want to pay the translator. So, um, yeah, I don't know. Uh, again, not a lot of movement. I. A lot of a lot of Mariners fans want to want to speculate on that, but uh, it's so hard to speculate when he's just predicted like trade rumors. All three of them had him going to the Dodgers. You know, yeah. once was it the Athletic that had the Angels on the best fit team? <laughs> Someone goes, "Did you just time travel back like three years, four years for this? Come on." <laughs> um, um, no, actually, I saw one. What was it? Was it? CBS Sports. I think it was CBS Sports. <laughs> all thirty-two teams are. <laughs> um, all thirty teams would want uh, Otani. If someone goes, the Angels already had that shot. Let's make that list twenty-nine. Yeah, I. I just. It's it's hard to entertain. It really is because no movement on. It's it. hard to entertain. Uh, I don't know if there's, yeah, it's kind of similar. It's similar to Blake Snell situation. I feel like there's a lot of talk that we want Otani and we want Blake Snell, but um, I just feel like it's talk. I don't know if there's any, you know, true rumors to any of it. Um, and we'll be following, you know, all that through the off season. But um, yeah, I feel like we just shouldn't have the attitude of Otani or bust. Certainly. We, I don't think we should have that. I feel like we're setting ourselves up for, for disappointment when it comes to that. But um, it also kind of sucks. Cause I do, I feel like there is a, um, you know, signing Shohei Otani would really, um, I don't know, that would put us, um, that would put us in another level, right? Like the team that, you know, we wanted to be, or at least in the spot that we wanted this, the other team to be just won the world series. Right. And signing somebody like Otani could put us back into that, <clears throat> I think conversation. Cause I think right now the Rangers appear to be having command over the AOS for at least a decent time. And I, I wouldn't even say they have command two games. Two games was the difference on the Rangers not making the playoffs and not winning that World Series. Yeah. It's a lot closer than we think. Everyone everyone can say what they want about how the Mariners ended the season, but it's it's still a lot closer than we think. We still have, I would still say our pitching staffs, at least the starters, are the best in the AL West. I would put them over the Rangers because the Rangers are just getting old and DeGrom doesn't count because he can't stay healthy. Yeah. Well, um, I, yeah, I, I, I probably agree with you on that one. Um, that the Mariners, I think pitching staff has them beat. Um, but the Rangers, I think are probably going to take steps to address that this off season. And, um, yeah, you couple that with Evan Carter and Wyatt Langford coming up. Um, it's, uh, it's looking, it's, it's looking a little tougher, I guess. That's all I can say. And signing somebody like Otani would, Take us to that next level. I guess that's all I would. That's all. I guess that's all I really want. Oh, yeah. um, but uh, again, I don't think we should get our hopes up that that's going to happen. No, no, we shouldn't. We shouldn't. If you're a Mariners fan that has their hopes really high on it, 
You need to temper those expectations just a little bit. Just a little bit. Because there is going to be... I mean, it almost take a miracle for us to spend the money. We know um, our owner's stance on wanting to spend money. And uh, there's a lot of teams. The Dodgers obviously have an unlimited cap, it seems like. They're willing to pay that that luxury tax threshold. So, um, yeah, don't get your hopes up with Otani. Yeah, but, uh, yeah, I, I mean, there's probably more free agents we're going to talk about, I think, over the coming offseason here. And, um, you know, there's going to be a lot of time, a lot of time between now and opening day where guys could still sign. So we'll talk about some more, I think, the next time we chat. But uh, I feel like that's uh, kind of our first dive into the into the crop this year. Who who are your top three? I want I want you to do your personal top three. If you can have a pick of the litter, if you're playing MLB the show and all these guys are out for free agents, who are you targeting if you were the Mariners? Let's take Shohei out because obviously Shohei would be the hard number one for all of us. But um so I mean I, I mean I approach this from like a yeah, like um, Cody Bellinger, I feel like is a phenomenal fit for the Mariners, right? Like I think Cody Bellinger, mm-hmm. um, left-handed back can play first base, can play the outfield, a good corner spot. Um, I think Cody Bellinger is a great fit for the Mariners, but I just don't, I just, as, again, as it comes down to a realistic standpoint of money and the dollars involved and just not that, that just doesn't, those two things aren't going to meet, I guess. So, um, Cody Bellinger would certainly be, I think somebody at the top of the list that I would love to entertain. Um, and I think on top of that, um, probably would include Blake Snell on that list, right? For the reasons that you listed, right? Having a dominant um, you know, rotation like we would have, right? Um, coupled with a guy that we're going to get on a discount. Um, I think the fact that we could get Blake Snell on a discount um, saves us a little bit of space where we might have to extend George Kirby or we're going to have to let one of George Kirby or Logan Gilbert go just because maybe they don't want to you know, take a team-friendly deal to extend and you're kind of getting that with Blake Snell. So that would be my other guy. Um, and then uh, I would probably add in, um, I think, let me think about this. If I was to say it, um, probably Jaime Candelario. Um, I think the fact that he does play first and third base, um, I think is a good fit for what this team needs. Somebody that Murakami very well could fit on next year. But um, yeah, those are probably be my three guys based upon, I think, what this team could use and what this team, you know, needs but um i don't know if any of them are really realistic for the mariners this offseason see if i me and you got the number one the same you know you know my stance on cody bellinger he'd probably be my number one um we just need the offense but the other two i would stick with offense and blake snell would be out of the picture for me i'd probably go number two jorge soler and number three i would probably go jungko lee um, you know, I just kind of like what I saw in the world baseball classic. He could be a fun guy, um, to bring in. So maybe shout out, maybe shout out someone like a Timmy Jim. Again, I think he's a good candidate to turn it around, but, uh, you know, us and getting White Sox former shortstops isn't great either. I.E. was it Tim Beckham? It's Tim Beckham, wasn't it? Is that who I'm remembering? Uh, was it Gordon Beckham? Gordon Beckham, no, no. Gordon Beckham was a third baseman. 
Tim Beckham, I thought, was with the White Sox before he came to the Mariners. He had like one semi-big hit and then got busted. Was it for PEDs? Was it an 80-game suspension for PEDs? I think that's what it was. I don't remember. Yeah, it's going to be fun. I, I, I keep saying this. It's going to be a fun offseason. I just hope the Mariners can get someone. Um, oh, shout out to, I, I forgot to put him, Lurie's uh, Guriel. I would put Guriel up there too. You could probably swap him and, and Jungho Lee. I'd be content with either of those guys. But, um, yeah, it's going to be fun. I want, want the Mariners to focus on offense, bring in some off- offense. And I'm sure every other Mariners fan is, is the same way. But, you know, focus on offense. Let's, uh, let's uh, upgrade that offense. Agreed, agreed. Yep. All right, Bo. Um, yeah, pretty action-packed episode there. Didn't feel like we just went almost an hour, but uh, you, know, you got anything else before we get out of here? Uh, nothing else for me. Nope. Maybe next week we'll uh, um, return with a little, uh, what is it, Winter League action, see if we can uh, talk about a little, what was it, Tyler Lockyer that was doing well. We got Harry Ford down there. Maybe we can cover those guys a little bit next week. Yeah, I think next week we'll we'll dive into some. I think we'll talk a little bit. You know, we'll always talk the off, off season, but um, yeah, I think what the plan is to dive a little bit into the some prospect performances and you know guys that are kind of up and coming there. So, um, yep. Um, two things before we get out of here, Bo. One, did you see uh, the news clip? It's been all over the news, um, sports news. Uh, the clip of Ichiro taking batting practice in Japan. Sorry, uh, I think I, I think I, I don't think I've watched it yet, but I, I've certainly heard about it. Yes. Yes, he uh, he was taking batting practice, teaching some kids some uh, finer points in hitting, and he launched a ball so far that it went through the school that sat past the white right field wall into the window broke the window so uh ichiro is like 50 years old and he still has it <laughs> maybe he should be on our free agent list I mean, what do we say let's do it i mean does that technically restart the the hall of fame clock too i don't know it didn't do it for tony la russa uh, i know that's the manager side but yeah that'd be interesting uh, and then the second thing is like you know less of a less of a note here but uh i think uh was it celestine Fel- Felon Celestine, help me out. Was- is that how you Felon say Felon Celestine, correct. Has, has his Bowman first come out yet? Uh, his Bowman because first is out, it. yes. Yes, it is. Is it is? Oh, it just got released in Bunt, and it is a beautiful card. It is a beautiful card, it's and beautiful um, card. you know, I think later on this offseason, we're actually, I think I've pegged us to do a Seattle Mariner baseball card talk for one of our yeah. fun times there, and the Celestine card is selling pretty well right now, so yes, sir. That. That is certainly you Mariners fans that collect baseball cards. Get out there and go start picking up his cards when they start coming out. He could certainly be the next Julio. He certainly could. Um, so go pick up his cards. Let's uh, let's uh, let's show him that we want him to come up and be really good for us. So, <laughs> well, if that's everything for you, Bo, that's everything for me. So, for all our listeners in the Puget Sound, Pacific Northwest, and beyond. Thank you for taking time to listen to another edition of the Forks Down podcast. 
For Bo Chisholm, I'm Rick Clark, and we'll see you guys next week. Brother. Brother.